Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. I'm reading from the NIV this morning. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the subject, determined to seek Jesus. Would you stretch your hands this way? Pray for me as I do the same for you. Father, thank you for what you've done so far in this service. God, what a, what a wonderful day already. Great men's breakfast, oh God, our Sunday school classes, our worship. Lord, I know that you're in this place today doing great and mighty things. And Lord, now as we come to this place in the service, Lord, where we break the bread of life together, Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, God, here in this building, listening by podcast, I pray that you'd open their hearts, minds, and spirits, that they would be receptive to your word and I pray that your word the seed Lord Jesus as you taught it the seed of the word would fall onto good ground here today and it would produce a hundredfold harvest in their lives I pray in Jesus mighty name now I ask that you'd help me God I am nothing but an earthen vessel I am your servant and Lord I need your help let the word of God as Jeremiah said let it be like fire shut up in my bones I pray that you give me the clarity of thought the clarity of speech that is so necessary to to do what you've called me to do. And Lord, we just give you the thanks in advance for everything that's accomplished because it's all you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. As you're seated, turn around to two or three people, give them a fist bump, tell them, I am glad to see you at Starkville Church of God this morning. Determined to seek Jesus. This man is a picture of what we would love every seeker of Christ to become. We see in this former blind man, if he's blind when we begin the story, that his name is Bartimaeus, and he becomes a person that was determined to seek after Jesus. In his lonely darkness, in his deep poverty, he thought and became persuaded that Jesus was the son of David. How many of you know in this day and time, and that day and time, they were waiting on Messiah? They were waiting on Yeshua. They were waiting on that Redeemer to come into the world. And aren't you glad today that he did show up? He showed up, not as some people thought. He showed up. He came born to a virgin named Mary. He was placed in a manger in a feed trough in Bethlehem. He came meek and he came lowly and he came to serve. But I'm so glad that Jesus did 
show up. Now, we also know that we're waiting for him to show up again. Somebody say amen. He's coming back again, not this next time. He's not coming back meek and lowly, but he's coming back as king and conqueror. But that's another sermon for another day. But Bartimaeus believed. He believed that Messiah was going to come, and through faith, just as we do right here and right now, through faith he believed that this man named Jesus was that person, that son of David, that Messiah that had been promised and prophesied would show up. Bartimaeus believed that he had shown up that day in his life. You see, even though he had no sight, he made good use of his hearing that day. We know that Bartimaeus, he couldn't see, and apparently because he was blind and there was not all of the different things to assist him like we have today, let's just be honest, I'm not trying to be ugly or mean. I'm talking about how it was in those days. In those days, people that had handicaps were thought to be un, un, undesirable. In those days, people with handicaps were thought to be useless and worthless, and that was what he had been told for all of his life and pretty much all he had done all of his life was just to sit and to beg and he didn't get up and get around much. He didn't have a lot of resources at that time but the one thing that he did have is he could hear and he heard that day. He heard that a man of Jesus he said right there in verse 47 when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to shout. Bartimaeus didn't have a lot, but what little he had, he said, I'm going to dedicate it to being in tune with the Lord. What excuses are we using today to not respond to Christ? Maybe you say, well, pastor, you know, I don't have a pastoral ministries degree like you do. I don't know the Greek language or the Hebrew language. Or You say, maybe I wasn't brought up in a Christian home, and I don't have all those things. Can I tell you that Bartimaeus had none of those things. He couldn't even see. He didn't even walk around just a whole lot most of the time. But the one thing he had, he got it in tune with the Lord and he received what God had for him. I came this morning to remind somebody, get rid of the excuses. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about what you can't do. And just worry about what God has given you and take what you do have and commit it to the Lord. Somebody say amen. The first point I want to give you if you're a note taker here, the first point is that he sought the Lord under discouragements. We find here that no one prompted his seeking. And I don't say this, please don't misunderstand me at all, because I'm so thankful for the ministry of the, of the late, great Billy Graham. He was a great man that did a lot of work for the kingdom, but Billy Graham hadn't showed up in his town. There wasn't flyers that had been placed, and even if there was at this point, you know, there was no Braille. There was no way. There, there was no big, there was no invitations. He didn't get a Facebook announcement. He didn't get a flyer in the mail. There was not a truck with loud horns on top of it driving around Jericho saying, come out and hear this Jesus of Nazareth. No, there, nobody prompted his seeking. In fact, nobody came by and said, hey, Bartimaeus, you know, there's a guy named Jesus. I'd love for you to, would you be my friend and come and go to church with me? And, and don't discount that because you've seen me share this enough if you're on social media. 
media because we find statistically that most people that are in church say at 80, greater than 80% say they started coming to church. Why? Because a friend or family member or somebody that they trusted invited them to church. And there is certainly nothing wrong. And I hope to goodness y'all are inviting people to church. But nobody even invited him. Nobody stopped by and said, hey, Bartimaeus, there's this guy. You need to come with me and hear this guy. Nobody prompted his seeking. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Many opposed his attempts to capture Christ's attention. We found right there in the Scripture, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Many. Somebody say many. Listen, there's always, there's always some jerk in the crowd. There's always some jerk in the crowd that we could expect, you know, one guy, oh, be quiet. Nobody wants to hear you. But it didn't even just say there was one jerk. What did it say? There was, there was many jerks. <laughs> Don't go pointing at your wife or your husband or anybody else like that now. But it said many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Can you imagine that? You know, we in America, we're doing everything that we possibly can. We want it to be a convenient time. We want it to be a convenient place. We want it to be a good atmosphere. We want the lighting to be right, the seating to be right, the music to be right, the volume to be right, the temperature to be right, the parking lot to be right. We want some good-looking people smiling at you, welcome you to come in, and we do everything we can, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's we're doing everything that we can to get people to Jesus. But can you imagine Bartimaeus? There was nobody smiling at him. There was nobody waving at him, holding up a cute sign. In fact, they were, they were doing the opposite. Many, it said, rebuked him. He said, be quiet, Bartimaeus. This Jesus is too busy for somebody like you. Y'all hold on. For even for, for a short time in reading the scripture, I'm certainly not trying to add to, but when I read a story, how many of you know that they can only, that there can only be so much in a story, and we don't see every single detail. But as we read this story, I think it's pretty safe to say that for a short time, even Jesus seemed to ignore him. A few weeks ago, I preached to you a message on that when God hides himself. It, it seems even for a moment, here he is. He's shouting out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, told him, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And it was then, finally, at that point, that Jesus then seemed to direct his attention to him. But even for a short time, he sought the Lord under discouragement. Can I just tell you something right now? Please do not let anybody discourage you from seeking God. Do not let anybody in this world or out of this world or any force of heaven or force of hell or force on earth keep you from seeking the face of the Lord. I know that people might be jerks. I know that even church people might be jerks. I know that somebody might hurt your feelings. I know that somebody may be mean to you. But please, please, please hear the pastor today. Or what anybody else said, he was determined that he was going to get a hold of this man named Jesus. Secondly, we find that he received encouragement. Aren't you glad for encouragement? I'm thankful for encouragement. Now listen, I don't, I don't mean lie or anything, but it's good to encourage one another. Amen? Listen, every once in a while, it's good to be nice to somebody, compliment somebody, encourage somebody. He received encouragement, and this came from the end. This is, this is me, and this is my 
part of this is my imagination because we do know he called out. They said, many rebuked him, said, be quiet, don't do it. He called out again, and then finally Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Can, can you see it in your mind's eye? Can you see it? Some of them, I believe, probably some of them that have been telling them to be quiet, like, come on, we've been telling you, you finally got his attention, cheer up, get up, the master has heard you and received this encouragement I mean these people were had been mean to him before but he received this encouragement can I just encourage somebody here today to encourage somebody else can I encourage you on this Sunday while you're kind of feeling good and there's been good worship on this good Sunday when you show up to work Monday morning and it's a Monday morning and everything's not going great and everything's not fantastic can I encourage you to encourage somebody encourage a co-worker encourage your spouse encourage a friend maybe even encourage your pastor if you I'm not, listen, I'm not begging for it I'm just saying encourage somebody tomorrow there are several kinds we find that then the Lord called him he received this encouragement and there are several kinds of calls that come to men and women at the bidding of Jesus first of all there is the universal call in John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There is a universal call given out to every man, woman, boy, and girl born on this planet Earth. Doesn't matter what your skin color is, doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have, no matter what degree you have or don't have, doesn't matter any of that. It was given to every single man, woman, boy, and girl that would ever be born on planet earth. And he said that whosoever, everybody say whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Can I just remind you one more time that this is a whosoever gospel, that this is a whosoever Jesus. It is a God that loves us so much that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been. God is calling out to you that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Please don't try to talk to me. People get all tore up. and How can God not love? How can he allow? people to go to hell if he's such a good God because he made a way that nobody has to go to hell. There is not a person alive that has to go to hell. He's made the way for everyone that would believe to be able to receive eternal life. There's a universal call. Then we find there's a character call. Well, there's those that are sinful. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 7 says this, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, if you don't have a favorite scripture, that might be one you might want to put on your list right there. Isaiah 55 and 7, I'm going to read it again. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he, being the Lord, will have mercy upon him, the sinner, and to our God, for he will abundantly 
pardon. I don't know about y'all. Y'all are more holy than I am. Most of y'all are better people than I am. But I'm thankful to the Lord that he's given a call to those of us that are sinful and that need abundant pardon, that he said, I will abundantly pardon you if you will just come unto me. There's a call to the sinful. There's a call to those that are tired in Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think in this day that we're living in, I think we find it even more tired, weary, tired of all of the stress, all of the weight, all of the problems of this world, sickness, disease, finances, work, all of those, all you that labor and are heavy laden, he calls to. You've got a low, we've got professors here, we've got students here, we've got business managers here, we've got workers here, we've got all kinds of people here, and all of us have a different load and a different weight that we're carrying along. Some financial, some relationship, some of us here today, some of us, yeah, there's nobody else that you that knows it in this room. I'm not even talking to anybody specifically, but I just know in my spirit that there's some of you here, you've got some messed up relationships that nobody else really even knows about. And Jesus here is calling to you. You've got the way to broken relationships on you. And he's saying, come unto me. All that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's also another call that, you know, we don't preach about quite as much as we used to. That's a ministerial call. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We don't quite preach that as much anymore as we used to, but I still believe in the call of God on people's lives. I didn't choose this profession just because I thought it would be a great profession. No, no. In fact, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell, I don't tell this just a whole lot, but Jamie and I, after we pastored our first church, the, the first year she was finishing her master's, I was, had just graduated, and we lived in Cleveland, Tennessee, and we drove up to Maryville, Tennessee for the first year. After she graduated with her master's, we moved up to Maryville, and we pastored another year. And I'm not going to try to stand up here and act like some superman and some great. I'm just going to tell you, it about killed us. In November... Of 2004, I preached my last sermon there. I had went and had a meeting with a state overseer, and I said, I'm done. I'm finished. We moved back to Cleveland, re-enrolled at Lee. I had every intention of becoming a teacher. While I was getting my pastoral ministries degree, I'd also gotten a minor in business, and in that day, there weren't as many alternative routes to go, and so what I was going to have to do was basically finish up a business degree and then get a master's in teaching on top of that to be able to have a teaching license and have something to teach because there's not many schools looking for somebody to teach pastoral ministries. So in January of 2005, we moved back to Cleveland, moved into the married student dorms, but Jamie said it smelled like hamburger helper. And then I believe it was in that same month where I came home one day. She said, got a surprise. 
And there she sits right there. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> so I began that semester, and I prayed about several different things. And I was like, Lord, I need you to open this. This is your will. And I, listen, I wasn't backslidden. I mean, I was praying, God, whatever you want me to do, open the right door. This, this preaching gig, this pastoring gig, I didn't succeed like I thought I should. And so this must not be what you have for me. So help me in what you do have for me. I went through that spring semester of 2005. By the time I got done with that spring semester, I, I knew that I knew that I knew. The Bible says that there's, the call is without repentance. And by November of 2005, we had moved to Illinois for the first time to pastor the church where we'd be there a little bit over five years. I tell you that to say this. I tried to do something else. I really did. I tried to do something else. I thought I was going to do something else, but I could not do anything else but that. And I know sometimes I think, I don't need to take up a lot of time in a Sunday morning service, but listen, we're in a crisis today. I know that we're in a crisis, not just the church of God, all kind of churches. We're in a crisis today. Nobody wants to preach or pastor anymore. We got churches closing left and right. Pastors quitting every day. Can I just tell you, I don't believe that God stopped calling people. And I'm tell, I will tell you this, if you can do anything else, you better do it. Because if you can do anything else, you're not really called. But I will tell you this, if God has a call on your life, you won't be able to do anything else. You may try, you may run, you may try this and you may try that. You may go here and go there. But I'm telling you, you will never feel fulfilled if you're not doing what God has called you to do. Number three, Bartimaeus had received that call, and now number three, but encouragement did not satisfy him. He still sought Jesus. To stop short of Jesus and healing would have been foolish. Let me tell you, let me remind you here what happened. Bartimaeus called out to Jesus. Jesus sent word, and the crowd said, hey, come on. Come on, Bartimaeus. He's calling you. He got excited. You know, sometimes, sometimes people will come to church and people will relay the message. Maybe somebody like me. Relay the message. Encourage somebody. People all over the world, all in this nation especially, they'll, people even sitting on pews or chairs or whatever, they bean bags, whatever they happen to use, don't matter about that. Whatever they happen to be sitting on, and they'll hear an encouraging word. Go into a Bible study, hear an encouraging word, and they'll feel encouraged. But some people choose to stop right there. You know, I feel a little bit better. I feel better than I did when I walked in here. And they'll choose to let it all stop right then and right there. But that's not where God wants you to stop. Bartimaeus could have stopped right there and went, wow, he did hear me. That's encouraging. Now I'm just going to sit right here where I've been and just feel encouraged. But no, I need to tell you today to do not just stop at a word of encouragement, but I need to encourage you to seek Jesus. Do not seek a church. Do not seek a denomination. Do not seek a title. Do not seek a position. But please, 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 with everything within you, I encourage you today to seek after Jesus Christ. He got up. Hopefully, and determined. 
a couple of things, we find something happened here. That he gave up his begging posture and moved himself into position to receive from the master. Alex, come come help me. Will you help me? Yeah, come on. Come on up here. I'm going to use these, these young guys. It's harder to get myself up off the floor than it used to be. I think he's probably 125 pounds lighter than I am, so it's easier. Uh, will you sit right there and just sit down right there up against that state? Yeah, sit on the floor. Yeah, there you go. So Bartimaeus, for years, this had been his position to sit, to beg. And the crowds, crowds, I'm going to let Brother Mark, crowds finally told him Jesus was way on over here right now. And the crowds finally said, hey, He said, come on. And what does the Bible say that he did? Jumped up. Come on. He jumped up. He got himself out of the begging position. Some folks enjoy just staying a victim. Some folks enjoy staying and remaining the victim and wallowing in self-pity, and talking about how bad they've got it. But Bartimaeus, as soon as he heard the call of Jesus, he felt, I believe, in his spirit something was about to change in his life. I need somebody to hear me today. I know you may have been done wrong. He, this man was truly blind. He really did have it bad. There was bad things that had happened in his life. But when he heard the call of Jesus, he knew that he had to get himself up from where he had been and put himself in a position for a miracle from God. Please get up from where you're at. Please get out of wallowing. Please quit being the victim and get yourself up and put yourself in the position for God to deliver you and set your life free. Thank you so much. Come on, give God praise this morning. Because even responding to the call of Jesus is going to mean you've got to move yourself a, a little bit. Oh, could Jesus? Jesus could have zapped him right where he was. Well, of course he could. But Jesus wanted to test his faith even more and see if he was willing to get up from where he was at. Not only that, here, just drape this over you. It'll swallow you. Just drape it over your shoulders. Okay, you, you're young. Get back down. <laughs> Back on the floor there. Thank you. We didn't plan this. You can see this. So the call goes. And not only does the Bible say it, he, now you can do it, get up from where he was at. But it said then what? That he cast off, you can throw it in the floor. He cast off his garment. He took off what had identified him as a blind beggar. He took off what had been on him for years, lying there in the filth, lying there in all of it. And he said, I'm choosing today to not let this identify. 
I'm not going to let my past identify me anymore. I'm no longer going to be blind. I'm no longer going to be a beggar. I'm going to be a new creature in Christ. I need somebody to hear this preacher today. I'm telling you, get up from where you're at and cast off what you've always. Don't let your past define you. Don't let your problems define you. Get up in faith. Throw off the past and say, today, today is a new day. Today, God's got something different for me in my life. And he came to Jesus. In the darkness of blindness, he followed the Savior's voice. Think about this. Think about it. When he got up, he was still blind. When he cast off his garment, he was still blind. And when he started walking toward Jesus, very clear in the story, what? He was still blind. And he was groping in the darkness, trying to feel his way. All he could do was listen to the voice. That in the darkness that he was trapped in all of his life, he could hear a voice calling out to him. Some of you, you've been trapped in darkness all all of your life. But God sent this preacher here today to remind you there is a voice of a Savior that is calling out to you. And if you'll just listen, even in your darkness, you begin to follow the voice of that one that gave his life for you. Bartimaeus got up. He cast off his garment. And then he began to head and make his way toward Jesus. And then he stated his case. Jesus, in verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. How faithless have we become in our prayers sometimes? He didn't say, Lord, I just kind of like a little blessing. You know, I'm just kind of a little bit down. Could you just give me a little blessing, little goosebumps down my spine? You know, I just just need to get through. Oh, Bartimaeus, he, he just... Threw it out there. I want to see Jesus. I've been blind all my life. But I want you to change me into somebody I've never been before. I want to receive my sight. And what happened? Verse 52. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. See, one verb, I believe King James says, thy faith hath made thee whole. That healing, that hold, you begin to dig around in that and, 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 and study that. You find that that meant more. He got more than just his eyesight. Aren't you glad? When you begin to follow Jesus, you get more than you ever bargained for. You know, you can make a deal with somebody, and sometimes it just don't turn out as good as you thought it was going to be. 
you buy a car and, and you thought, listen, my daddy, he just bought a van a little while back. I'm not even going to say where or anything like that. Not trying to run nobody down. But he bought a van, a, a 20, 20-year 20 van that he thought was going. That thing was a lemon. He finally got rid of it and they bought something in. Listen, sometimes you don't get what you bargain for. Sometimes you get less than what you thought. But I'm here to tell you that when you find Jesus, you'll get more than you ever imagined possible because all Bartimaeus really wanted was to be able to see physically again. And Jesus gave him that. But he got more than just that because Jesus then said, when he said you are made whole, in other words, you received that salvation. Your soul has been saved and not just that because now he began to follow Jesus he got his eyesight he got salvation and he got a profession all his life he had been a beggar but now fourthly after finding Jesus he kept Jesus he used his sight to see the Lord, and he became a disciple. I just read that. Immediately he received his sight, and he followed Jesus along the road. And in fact, when you study into it, history tells us now that he remained a well-known disciple. Can I just tell you today, Jesus He's there. He loves you. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And He's given a call, that universal call that I talked about. It's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He was lifted up on that old rugged cross so that all might receive eternal life. And when you begin to seek after Him, He'll give you more than you ever imagined possible. I'm here to encourage you today. Seek after Him. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.